We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if there's one thing I like more than being in Las Vegas with my two favorite co-hosts of all time, it's getting to watch some of the most exciting NBA basketball, and it just happens to also be Summer League. Matt Theo, welcome back to the Blue Wire studio in Las Vegas. I thought you were just opening that with an ad read real quick. No, I wasn't. It did sound a little ad read My bad, my bad. It was too good of an intro, that's why. Yeah, I thought that. That was off the dome, by the way. That was off the dome. I thought you had it written on your hand. Welcome back to the Stay Hot podcast now. We we got to watch an incredibly good game just a moment ago. Uh, I don't know if you guys, I don't know how much summer league you guys watch. I'll be one hundred percent honest. I feel like people on Twitter watch more summer league than me. Um, I watch the Hornets games, and I'll catch it if there's like you know I go watch Chet or whatever. But I don't watch every game religiously right. or anything. But if you guys saw the uh, Kings Orlando game. Yeah, it was it was crazy and obviously in a, a very highly anticipated matchup and the reason why we were there uh, and not recording then is because we had Paulo Boncaro versus Keegan Murray the first overall pick versus the fourth overall pick surrounded by uh, <laughs> surrounded by you know summer league people but um, I don't know his name um, but 88 on the Kings. It's his, um, I, his last name is um, started with a it started U. with a Q. Q. You're right. He's very good. He is very. He's good. he's very good. He, so um, was number thirty for the 30, 30 for the Mad. Um, that was Devin Devin um, Kennedy. Kennedy. Devin Kennedy. He was pretty solid. So Orlando had a lot of guys who were who were hustling out there pretty hard. I thought yeah. um, 30, 41, and fifty six. That's a that's a funny thing about <laughs> summer league though. We always talk about is that there's. A bunch of, you know, you'll see on the court like two guys wearing 60 at the same time. Right. Uh, you just you just don't see that. In the yeah, NBA. there's there's times where it's like, you know, it's a pretty pleasant surprise if number 88, if you're getting good minutes from your number 88, you're probably going to win the game, you know? Yeah. So, like, it was good to see him um, ball out. I thought number 56 on the Magic was yes. pretty quick. Uh, he had some nice blow-bys and there was some potential there. And I thought number 23 whose name I cannot remember. Uh, I can't remember anybody's name. I have no object permanence. But number 23 on the Kings as well was trying really, really hard to get that spot on the roster. And I mean, you know, but that's, that's what you expect. <laughs> that's what, I mean, that's, you were, this is the whole point, 
right? I mean, <laughs> right, obviously. But it, it's tough to kind of judge some of these guys in summer league just because the practice is not there for them, right? Like in transition, you know, there has been no scouting on like what guys like to do. There's been no like, you know, plays. So it, it's probably easier to pick balls off that are like when they're trying to make something happen and the, and the timing's not all there. So like, you know, transition buckets are like, how much do those like really translate to the NBA or contested shots? Like it's good that you can make those. But if they're, if you're always shooting contested shots against summer league players, it's like, how does that translate to the NBA? Right. So if, if you can't separate against right. those guys. Um, one thing I want to bring up in the chat, which is another good, th good point to bring up is like the lack of practice. Someone brought up, Paulo had eight turnovers. And there were some stinkers in there, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, he he uh, does not do a good job if like his first move doesn't work of of improvising from there. A lot it was it's either a really, really bad turnover. Like he forced some someone would cut inside and he was just he was throwing it no matter whether right. they got open <laughs> or not. Yeah. The first the first turnover he had was a pass that just went directly out of bounds, like not even close to anybody. That was, that was, he had like three or four passes like that where it just went straight out of bounds and no one else touched it. So, I mean, and and then of course there were the fadeaways. He definitely would force I mean, I guess if he had hit like one more, he'd probably have shot like 40% or 50% on them. And then you couldn't really say anything because like right. that's not inefficient. Um, and he did score like 23 points. No, I mean, yeah, he scored for sure. And, you know, for every turnover he had, he had some steals himself. Yeah, he had a, better, right? he had a bunch of steals and he picked off a bunch of passes in yeah. the lane. And then like a, what, like a huge dunk off one of them. But yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of, I think the reality of like you have limited practice time, especially with like this team. So it is kind of hard to get into sync. So like, oh, you had eight turnovers, but you know, maybe maybe that doesn't necessarily translate to eight turnovers in an actual NBA game where, you know, hopefully you have some chemistry built with your team at that point. And also he was not ready. The last couple of possessions, there was some like just really like simple help uh, coming over defensively. Um, and he it, it messed him up two times in a row in sudden yeah. death. Exact same Actually, thing. yeah, no, because the, the first one, it was a turnover. Well, the first one, it was a turnover. Second one, the play got blown up and he was able to get it back and they scored and they won. But uh, it definitely wasn't like a great play by Paula, which is kind of how ESPN yeah. is sort of. Yeah, I, I want to read you guys the ESPN notification I got right before we started this live. Number one pick, Paulo Banchero breaks down. Is it Banchero or Banchero? It's Banchero. Banchero? Yeah. Paulo Banchero breaks down defender and makes sweet dish to Emmanuel Terry for double overtime sudden death winner versus Kings. I think the headline should read, Emmanuel Terry gets open and Paulo Banchero, you know, dishes it to him. Like, the, the credit goes to, to Terry, not to Yeah. To now, I'll say this, though. Paulo moves really well for his size. Um, in transition, he did really well. I know we were saying the transition stuff might be weird, but... He he did jump some passes and have some nice plays in transition. Oh, yeah, sure. And defensively, he was really strong. Uh, oh yeah, he had uh, yes. he had some crazy. He had a there was a lob that he just caught out of the air and yes. um, mm -hmm. took that back the other way. Um, there was a potential game winner that he blocked, that which was, it was called a foul. It was called a foul, and then they overturned it. Um, I kind of thought it was a foul, but it was reversed. And I mean, if it's even close, that was still a pretty incredible play to. To, to break that up and ended up being, you know, probably a game winner. So like yeah. the defense for, for, for Paulo was legit incredible. I thought that he displayed some really nice touch around the rim in the first quarter. 
Um, he was driving in and, and kind of left his feet a little earlier than I thought he he should because it just kind of created a, a longer a longer layup for him. Um, I thought he could have should have kept driving. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's going to go in, and it went right in. And that was like, oh, you've got to have some pretty high level touch for that. In the first quarter, he broke down Murray, like got to the other side of the basket and had a had a slam dunk earlier on on Murray. So under the basket, he he did some nice things. It was just like when he first gets the ball, like those first like five dribbles or so is like, is he penetrating or is he not? Because if he's not, too many times it, it led to a, a tough fadeaway or a bad pass, I thought. And um, definitely not like, not not any, any, any reason to be like majorly concerned about Bencaro in my opinion, but definitely like not one of the more like, oh my God, the most dominant summer league yeah. performance ever, I would well, say. Well, speaking but. of Keegan Murray, Mr. Ice in his veins, Hit that, uh, hit the game tying shot. The okay, we need to elaborate that this game was like 18 points out of reach at one I point. I was, I was like trying to like walk out because it was like, <laughs> no, we were, we it were was like a minute about, left. They were, we were down talking 10. about I'm leaving. Like, who even cares? We were we literally talking go. about leaving, and and then there's like they're down six with like just over seven seconds. No, left. no, they got down. So they got it back down to fourth, about 20 seconds to go. And you filmed and you're like, they're going to make their comeback. Oh, and they right. didn't score. And <laughs> you're like, right. ah, damn it. They're not going to do it. And then they get the ball back like six seconds to go down six or whatever it was. And they yeah. hit that big three, get the steal and, and Murray. And that was 88 who hit the first three. 88 hit the first three. Um, um, Keegan Murray then gets, or he didn't get the steal, but he, they, they pass it to him. Pump fakes with under a second left. I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen someone just this calm to be able to pump fake with under a second left and then hit the shot. And it was sweet. And with point two, like, come on, man. It was sweet. It was a sick game. <laughs> yeah. And Keegan spent a lot of time guarding um, Ben Caro in this game. Uh, he was playing like more kind of like powerful four or five type of like role for them. And he wasn't really involved early in this game. Like they just were not giving him looks and I think he only had like three three points at halftime and then like in the second half you look up and it's like oh damn he's up at 14 oh he's up at 20 and I think he ended with a lot of points and they almost all came in the second half and yeah like I like I've said I I think that that is going to be a very good pick for the Kings I really do I I think that we're going to look at and I think when I look at him in real in person and I look at his frame he's kind of got these broad shoulders and, and skinny arms I'm like and I think of like how Giannis grew from where he was as a rookie to where he is now and how much weight it's possible to put on your I think Keegan Murray has a body type where in like five years six years we're gonna look at him and he's gonna be like a bigger player than he is right now and he's he's still pretty big right now he's tall but I think he can even get thicker and you can put him in if he's already getting experience like at the four or even at the five like as a small ball like big man, I think that he can put the weight on his frame to really be dangerous in in that area as well. I think that he's going to be do you think really <laughs> versatile and and he's clearly really smart and he's really efficient and I yeah. I like him a lot. Do you think De'Aaron Fox is willing to wait five years to see if Keegan I, Murray? I think, I think he's going to be a really strong player out the gate. I I actually don't hate what the Kings did this offseason. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I do think they're going to be in the playoffs. take. <laughs> buddy it's it's tough i would like to i would like to be like you know they are a fringe playoff team and they kind of are but then if, if the lakers get Kyrie, you look at every other team and you're like man yeah. well are they better than the nuggets or 
I mean, even if, the, or... even if the Lakers don't get Kyrie, I don't know if I look yeah. at them and say, uh, oh, yeah. They're and I just, I just feel like even all the playoff teams are so good. Um, but I like the Malik. I thought, I thought the Kings quietly had, like, no spacing last year. They had no one who could shoot. And they went and got Sabonis. So it's like, man. And they got rid of Heald. So it's like, dude, their spacing is rough. Um, but they got Malik Monk and they got Herder and, and they got Murray. So I think that'll be a lot better. Um, I think Mitchell hopefully will shoot a little bit better and and who knows. So I, I think I think they're going to be competitive. I think they're going to be in the plans. And obviously, if you make the plans, you know anything can happen. But. Right. I think <laughs> someone said eighty eight seems like an all NBA player already. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because like in in the warmups, you know, we're just looking at guys, seeing who's good, and I'm like, okay, this guy doesn't look like he can play at all. He just missed like four straight shots in warm up. And then Matt's over here like, oh, 88's about, 88 looks good. <laughs> and he, sure enough, he dropped like 23. He is pretty light on his feet, I would say. Um, and he, he had a couple of, he hit a couple of times where, you know, he would drive at the, at the rim when it's like, I don't know if that's quite in your game, <laughs> but um, he did a lot of good stuff. He contorted I, his body in the air kind yeah. of impressively in some of those layups, like where he'd kind of twist around. For, and for a big guy, you don't really see that kind of right. flexibility 100%. in the air. So, yeah, I thought, I thought that that impressed me um, for a number, for someone who's number 88. But and, yeah, I can't and, focus and too and much. Yeah, there was, there was one time he had, a, he had a really bad miss going at the rim. Yeah. Um, and the guys behind us were making fun of him. But then about like two or three <laughs> minutes later, he did the same thing and he got it. And he, he, I think he got those more than he missed those. I, I don't so. know how old he is or, or what his I'm, whole deal I'm is. But um, I thought, I thought if he's you know like young and that that's how he looks now. I, I thought he looked pretty good. The big thing though is that he's quick on his feet. Yeah, I thought we were talking about some of the other guys. Uh, Jaden Ivey is playing right now, which we can't watch because we're doing this. But my takeaway from Jaden Ivey so far is like he started his first game. Um, one for three and the two misses were like really bad. He had some like really far off misses. And I, I wonder if he's going to kind of have a, um, a Darius Garland or Sexton type of, or Jalen Green type of rookie year. Or where, Anthony Edwards. Or Anthony Although Edwards Ed turned it around and Green turned it around really quickly. Oh, I think he absolutely is. I think like the first half of the season, we're going to see like Jaden Ivey's VORP on a bad team be like horrific. This or his is wind shares on a bad team. Being like horrific, and this then is, we're going to see him turn it around after. But that's kind of my take on him. It's like I don't think that he's going to be an efficient shooter right away. I know, and and this is why I really don't like the Pistons and the play-ins. Like that's my hot take. Like I think I think that's pretty darn unlikely. And I guess that was maybe a popular take when the idea was that they were going to get like Miles Bridges or Aiton maybe, and then okay. Um, but I think people are confusing the Pistons having a really good off season with the Pistons being, like, better than five teams in the East, which I don't think they are right now. Because Duran, like, great pick, right? But he's going to be a rookie, and if he's starting game one, that's tough. Or Ivy. I think that was a really good, you know, pick. But I also think that it's very, very likely he is one of the least efficient players getting a ton of touches in yeah. the NBA. And that's fine. Like, that's kind of the process with those guys. I'm sure the Pistons know that, but I just think that means they're not going to make the plans. Yeah, it, you're you're allowed to have a good off season and be proud of that, but then also like have the realistic expectation of like maybe we're not a contender or like a, a you know a super competitive. They're they're just a year away from that. Yeah, that's all that is. They're a just a patient. year away from that. A little patient with it. Um, but they're still on the right track. So 
You can't be mad at it. Ivy should be killing it in summer league though. He's yeah, it's such like a plus athlete. I feel like that's and someone asked early about like what is the number if you don't look at transition buckets or you don't look at contested shots or like maybe those aren't the best things to look at just because like do those translate at the next level? I think like athleticism is is the thing that like oh, translates yeah. the well, best. Like as long as like it like. If you want to see anything from your guys in summer league is you want to see them like athletically standing out among their peers. Yes. Like, oh, that guy moves differently than right. everybody else. Yep. That guy's yep. faster. And, and at any level of any sport, that's what you're looking for. But that like, you just want someone to do stuff that no one else can do. Like you want to see someone who has like, I don't know, just a superpower. And yes. maybe they don't have that in the NBA, but they should have that in summer league. Like Paulo Bancaro. When we looked at him out there today, he was the biggest player on either team. <laughs> he was the biggest player on either team. Six foot Pretty ten. Much. You go, you scan the 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 hair the headline of like every player out on the court during warmups, and it's like, which one of you is the tallest? And it's Paulo. And it's like, oh, he's he's doing that, and he's also, you know, you know, the, he, the leading yeah. score. It's I mean, just he, like he something moves, like that. He moves really, really well. It's like move well for your size. That's what you should be looking at. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I, I remember the one, you know, transition dunk that he had where he like looks back to see if anyone's behind him before doing a 360 oh, yeah, dunk. A sick no, 360. no one else in summer league is doing 360 dunks. Like let's, a couple of them could. I mean, yeah, a couple <laughs> Ivy, of them. But, Ivy could probably yeah, but like in, in this yeah. game, in the game we just watched, who else That's is awesome. doing that? Probably, that was, probably no one. Probably no one, but yeah, just and same with ADA. Like we just talked about number eighty-eight from Utah State. Yes, he, he's, he's like, seven feet tall. He he he's, actually he's twenty-one. By the way, I just looked it up. That's good. Uh, he he uh, he guarded Paulo on a couple of possessions, and I, I remember at least one possession where he or he's twenty-two. It's he his kept, first. Year. He kept up with him pretty decently. He really, I really like him. Um, I also I, I I like centers who play that style of, of play <laughs> where they'll go and he put his back to the basket a little bit and he went and worked in the post a little bit. Matt wishes he was a Charlotte Hornet. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, we got Williams. and Shaden Sharp Hardly. injured. Well, he didn't get like leave in like the first five minutes of his first game or something. Yeah, like he messed up his labrum. No. I'm not totally labrum? sure. I'm not t- I know he needed an MRI. I would look it up at my N- phone. Nemius Cato went to Utah State. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but um, Talk about how the Blazers are cursed. Well, we haven't talked about Dame's new extension. Two years, about 120 million, right? It's it's Man. loaded. Man. It is an absolute loaded contract. Oh my I've God, never dude. seen. I mean, what? When was the last? Have we ever seen a contract this big? I mean, we've seen Jokic sign the biggest contract in the history. Well, the yeah, but like he's he's right years? up. He's right up there. Uh, I w- I would say. I don't know like what right now is like the highest paid single year coming up, but it, it would be up there. Yeah. Two years, $120 million is a lot. Um, and it's a player option when he's 36 for like 63 million bucks, which is just insane. Yeah. Um, what did he, what did he, um, what did he post? He posted like loyalty doesn't last forever. Sometimes you got to feed him with a slingshot or something. So he was kind of hinting like, Hey, you know, I've been loyal to the Trailblazers for a long time, but you know, eventually, you know, I'm gonna, I can, I'm not gonna take discounts on discounts, right? I'm not gonna <laughs> say you gotta pay me, and I guess that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, you. We, I don't know what else. The Pacers have so much money. I mean, not the Pacers. The Trailblazers have so much money. Like, yeah. you can't. If I don't know, I well, don't know okay. what you think. It's it, it, we always get the age-old question of: Would you rather be like an all-star level player but never win a title? 
or win a title and be a role player. I I hope you guys know that you would all take the money too. Exactly. If you, this was, I would you. take thank the money. No you. doubt. <laughs> At, people are like, why, why doesn't Bradley Beal want to win? And he does. <laughs> <laughs> it's just he wants a quarter of a billion dollars instead. Right. Like yeah. if, I, I can buy my choice. own championship ring if I have a quarter of a billion right. dollars. Like, <laughs> like I really think that maybe some of those players just don't care that much. Like they, I'm sure they all want to win, but like yeah. some of them are probably like, you know, if I if I retire without one, I I care so much more about the money. No, well, I because would, it's not just about it's not just about like oh, I'm gonna have a quarter of a billion dollars. That is generational wealth right there. It's, would you rather have generational wealth, well, like he set did, your great grandkids up for success, or like have a championship? Well, I mean, with Beal, I mean, he can get a lot of money, generational wealth elsewhere. Like he can get generational right. wealth not in Washington. It's not this or zero dollars anywhere, you know? <laughs> it's, it's not like this or like 60K a year working a, you know, desk job for Bradley Beal. But, you know, it is. It is. Like if you're Dame and you're a top 75 player of all time, right? He's got the, he's mm-hmm. going to have a gold jacket. All right. He's however many time like all NBA and and like you, you're, you should and it, you're valid to feel like very satisfied with your career at that point. Yeah. And like to move and leave and it's, it's tough to move on from, from places you've lived a long time. And like, there was a question on Twitter that was trending the other day and it was like, would you rather have a gold jacket or a ring? And like, you know, I think it's easy for a, for a fan to just say like, oh, the ring is the ultimate goal. Cause you know, you're a fan and and you want to watch your team win the Super Bowl. And obviously as a player, you want to win the Super Bowl or an NBA championship or whatever it is. But like, also you want to maximize, you know, your career, like to the best of your own abilities. And Dame is in a place where he can do that. He's in a place where he's making a ton of money. I don't know. What are the trailblazers doing? I mean, they're going to hand Dame a blank check. Like they're not, they're not letting him. I mean, maybe they will, maybe they should. I I think, I think it's, I I do think it's a bad decision. I mean, if we're looking at the trailblazers, it is going to be a bad contract. It is going to be. And with how, like, they're going to be, what seed are they going to be this year? Not, not in not. the playoffs, probably. <laughs> I mean, they're going to, I think, I'd have to sit down and look at it. But Unless I mean, they make the KD move. But they're, they're, I mean, they're probably a play-in team. And it's like, that is one heck of an investment for a play And I understand it's like, you know, making the playoffs is exciting, but. It's really not if you feel like your ceiling is like, okay, we can make the playoffs, but then we're not beating the Warriors or whoever. If we don't, if you feel like you don't have a punching chance against the top teams, then it really isn't that interesting to watch. And you're, you're selling a lot of the future. I think, I think not everybody is competing for the same thing. Cause like, what are the trailblazers going through right now? An ownership change, right? So it it behooves them for the team to be as valuable as possible, right? You want the team. Like how much money in terms of like the total worth of the Trailblazers does Dame being there give them to have like one of the super duper stars in the league, a potential top 10 player in the league to be there like during a time when, you know, they might sell. So it just is like, you got to think about like, I don't know if that's totally a legit thing to say, but like that, it does matter. Like staying good and staying relevant, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow to to just go over that cliff, right? It's the Panther. The Panthers traded for Baker Mayfield. Why did they trade for Baker Mayfield? Is it like what does that give you closer to the goal of tr- getting a and Super Bowl, or does that keep 
the the team like from collapsing when everybody is like on thin ice. You know, right. that that's I, I it's don't not know. always the same thing. I, I think I think that's why it makes sense that the Blazers are doing it. It's like teams are rarely just like idiots, you know? Yeah. Or not as often as people think. Yes. It's like the Blazers aren't morons. But is it good from like the perspective that the fans care about? No. Yeah. Same I mean, thing with same thing with the Baker stuff. Is it good? For like, does it make sense why Matt Rule would do that? Yeah, and I'm fine with it. Like, I don't really care. Um, but is it really like good for like the fan from the fan perspective? Maybe a little bit more in football, I guess. It's not so know, bad, it, but like this isn't Madden or 2K or anything. You're not just gonna like be like, oh well, you know, it didn't work out. I guess we're gonna blow it all up. And you're like this overarching god owner of the franchise. Like if if you're a coach and a GM, you're almost always executing for your job. Yeah, it's either your windows are so small. Do you guys remember when the Houston Rockets were available on eBay? No, I don't. <laughs> I do not what? remember that. How were much did they eBay? go for? Can someone, would, can someone put the Browns on eBay? I'd buy it. I would place a bid. If you're, team, if you're a team with a cap space, why not pay your players? I mean, just because there might be a time later where, you know, the cap space gets more well, valuable than like... Cass, but I guess it, it doesn't... Like if you have it... That year, I mean, it doesn't roll over to the next, so you might as well. Well, in in the NFL or the the NBA, NBA, I suppose. Well, in the NBA, the thing is, is like if you have just like free cap space, I'm sure there's somebody who wants cap space. And it also, and the owners profit on. if they don't pay. Like if the team doesn't use all of their cap space, they profit the money they don't spend. So if right. the owner would like to profit the money they don't spend. Like the the it's sacrifice like the, the sacrifice there is like okay if you're not using all your cap space, you know you're not going to sell that many tickets probably because your team's right. probably not going to be that great. But like that, I guess is why. Like, so how many owners do you think would rather just be rich as shit as opposed to just none of them? None of them would <laughs> like to do that. But sometimes, like I don't know. I mean, we talked about this with uh, Brad Spielberger at PFF. Is like you know not every team can maximize the payroll the same way. Because the owners are at different levels of wealth, you know. Yep, so, right. Anyway, this is way, way in the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, what, what's the, funny the about economics <laughs> of sports? As, <laughs> as a Carolina fan, I, I've got both ends of the spectrum. Michael Jordan is probably one of the least wealthy NBA owners, and Tepper is the most wealthy NFL owner. And both of the teams are <laughs> haven't made the playoffs in the last five years. So, uh, so all that can tell you is. It doesn't matter. Just be good. Just draft good. That's all that matters. <laughs> that that is the most important thing is just drafting well. Matt, are you commenting on, on, on the, in the chat? Commenting? No. No. Someone named Matt Spinehauer just said There's a, a reason the camera isn't on me right now. <laughs> is this an imposter, Matt? <laughs> so I was like, did you just do that? Because I was like, you haven't picked up your phone once. So I was like, how no, my phone can't connect to the internet right now. Here's so a comment from Matt Sponauer. Any Matt Sponauer comments you're seeing are fraud, fraudulent. Fraudulent, fraudulent Matt Sponauer. Sponauer. Uh, anyway. I, I, I'm going to report this fake Sponauer account. <laughs> um, when does Jalen Green get a 2K cover? All right. Well, let's think. He, this year... You know, he was the inefficient but promising rookie. Next year, it's going to get a little better. Probably year three turns into like a plus player. Yeah. Year four turns into a, year four or five turns into a superstar. Um, so we'll say he'll get the 2K cover on uh, 2K 2029. 20, 2K 29 will, it will be Jalen Green. I, you heard it here first. I think that Jalen Green will be a plus player next year. 
Okay. I think I think he's good. I would I would predict him to be an all star if I thought the Rockets were going to be good enough for that to happen. But really, they don't. They don't give out. They don't get like seeding does matter in all stars. They try to like give you know the top seeds all all stars. They try to do that. Yeah. Like when there was a replacement needed and the Hornets were the ninth seed and they didn't have an all star. They were kind of like, you know, we could give a second one to it was it was even, but that's why I think he ended. That's part of the reason why he got one. I think if the Rockets are like the 13 seed, even if Jalen Green's playing great, he won't. But he was super, he was super efficient at the end of last year. I mean, he really turned it around. Yeah. Just like um, I expect like an Anthony Edwards level season. Yeah. I would agree. I I think if he's on the same timeline as Devin Booker, that's what I'm saying. Devin Booker is the 2K athlete this year. Which is well deserved, I might add, and a sick cover. Okay, I saw so much hate for the Devin Booker 2K cover. No, Whoa, the, the hate so should be for the Michael Jordan 2K cover. Michael Jordan has been on 2K <laughs> cover so many times. It should be LeBron. It should be Bron Bron. It should be Bron Bron. I think we. Call it should be Bron Bron dunking Bron-Bron. all over. It should be. Who is, <laughs> who is the best player who hasn't been on a 2K cover? Jokic, Jokic, Embiid. Yeah, they won't. Jokic, they won't put Jokic on one. That's not right. It should have been Jokic, but Jokic isn't cool enough to be on the 2K cover. Whatever, he got two MVPs, so Green would have to explode to make it. Yeah, that's the thing. Green has got a like, I don't know. Green Green has to wait till the Rockets to be good. Booker was drafted when? How long has he been on the Suns? When was, was he 2013? I want to say he was drafted, but I could be wrong. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And he it's now 2022. That's almost nine years. Man, it doesn't feel like that long. Yeah. I mean, he's he got drafted like 18 years old. So like he's like only 25 or 26 or 27 yeah. or something like that. But anyway, where is he going to end up all time scoring wise? Really high. I think really, he's he's, a, he's like the highest scoring son all time. Is over he really? Yeah, I think he is already. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I guess that makes sense. I mean, he's been playing there for nine years and he's been the guy there for nine years. Man, so yes. Yeah. No, he's gonna end up people don't realize how high Booker is gonna end on like all time scoring things because he's been the guy there for, since he was like eight. He's and years he old. is not particularly injury prone, is he? No, nope. he plays he's a lot solid. of games. He's solid. For the most part, yeah. That's so. real that's really all it takes, how I many, feel like to get how many, high up on the score. How many career list. points does he have? And when are you guys looking at Yeah, up? I'll look it up right now. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. I think he hit 10K. Maybe it was either like he hit 10K. He was like the youngest guy to hit 10K or something like that. Some, some, he had some scoring. Um, 11,217. And, like, yeah. and how old is he? Uh, I think he's like 25 or 26. He's 27. He's 27. He is 25. Yeah. In 252 days. Yeah. So. Wow. He's crazy young. But. Anyway, he's been in the league a long ass time already, and he just got his first 2K cover. I think that Jalen Green <coughs> is kind of on a, a similar timeline. So 2K29, that's what I'm saying for the Jalen okay. Green. That's even a little bit faster than Booker did it. Uh, he will be on the cover in 2K29. So you're saying Jalen Green is going to be better than Booker? Uh, he's 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 going to be the next James Harden. I don't know. I think Jalen. I think Jalen Green's going to be really, 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 I think so really good. He's crazy. He's no, like he's. He's crazy athletic, and he has a super deep bag, and the shots started falling for him already. Yeah, it's it's really I don't think it's any more complicated than that. Like he's just sick when you watch him. Yeah, basically, basically, who's closer to Kobe, Jason Tatum or Devin Booker? Um, all time, probably Booker, but I don't know. They're both like Tatum was texting him. Tatum is like six foot ten, though. I feel like Tatum is like too big, but I don't know. 
Tatum's yeah. better at defense and than Booker is probably. And Kobe made so many like all defense teams. Uh, I don't Tatum know. Tatum is only nineteen. So yeah, Tatum's only nineteen. <laughs> I don't quite know who's better. I'd say maybe Booker. I think Booker's the better finisher. I think of him like as a as a size like match a little bit closer to Kobe, but I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't think either of those are like. I would. I don't think I would compare either of those guys. To I don't Kobe know if you if can I compare to anyone to Kobe. <laughs> but anyway, like, can't, like it's. I, I understand it. Like I get it. I, you know, they take mid range shots. Yeah. They yeah. like tough mid range shots. Um, but whenever, whenever you compare one of those guys to Kobe, even if there is like some truth to it, you're not doing them a favor. No. <laughs> that's not. That's not fair to them, really. Yeah, because then it puts their expectations like way up here, and it's like. Come on, man. No when way. will there be a Stay Hot 2K cover? I don't know if we'll get on the cover, but one of these days we can like be on the halftime show. Here's 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 all I want, right? I'm going to own the Browns. I'm hiring Theo as my coach and Matt as my GM. And then we're going to go down in history as the greatest front office tan- or like trio of all time. And then we will be on the Madden cover. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that'll happen. One thing I do, I like... <laughs> If we're talking about like 2K and whatnot, I don't think that I could get on the halftime show. And I haven't played the most recent 2K, so I don't know if they have these. But you know how in like my league, they'll have like the fake tweets that they're from real people? (laughs) I would like to be on that. I would like to be one of the people who can have a fake tweet. That would be cool. And that that is like, it's I think it's pretty far in the future, but that one is doable. doable. It's very doable. Yeah, you're verified, unlike us. Um, I'm not getting verified. I'm not getting, I've lied too much to be ver- ver- verified. To be, like I've said this before, but um, yeah, 2K. Who gets on the cover first? Uh, Ant, Ja, or Jokic? Definitely Ja, in my opinion. I'm kind of surprised he didn't get on this one. I think if Ja goes crazy next year and like the, the Grizzlies are a top two seed again, Ja will be the 2K. He's just, the, too, he's just too excited. Who is the youngest player to be on the cover? Derek Rose? Gotta be, right? Yeah. Probably. I feel like they there's a waiting period. They're very scared to have like a Peyton Hillis situation <laughs> where they Hang like on. put somebody on the cover and then they end up not being good. Well, has Luca been on a cover? Yes. No, no yeah. he's on this one. He's on this year's cover. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Luca was okay. on the cover. Yes, he was. But then maybe he's the youngest. Or what about how am old, I dumb or how just, old is I thought Luca was older than it's like fifteen. No, he's like, he's like 22, 21. He's 22. Okay. He's 22. Maybe 23. He's 22. Okay. okay. Cope off. Who wins between Matt and Bladen coping? I think I think me pretty easily. As well, in you cope. Well, as no. in you cope more or cope less. Or cope I think I, actually you win. You win pretty easily. You. I've been putting up with the Browns bullshit you, for you, a long time. You thought that the 0-16 Browns were going to go 10-6. and 6, And you thought the year before they were going to go 10-6 and 6 when they went 1-15. I think I'm pretty good at co- I don't think it should just be these two. Like, because I... Theo, you've won, a, you've won a Super Bowl in your lifetime. Well, that's not... This isn't a most miserable fan contest. This is just who's winning in a cope off. And it's like... But like being miserable is part of like how, how miserable you are as a fan has to go do... Go check my tweets after the Packers lost to the 49ers. All right. There's like a whole... The like, Browns won one game in 2016. And this isn't on a competi- Christmas Eve this and, isn't I, and a, I cried. This isn't a competition on how bad the team is. This is just like the coping methods. I... 
am very vocal about coping. That's all I'll say. I tweet a lot. I tweet through it. I think I tweet through it more than either of you. That's what I would say. So I think I've got to be in this conversation. I don't know. All I'm saying is I went through like all of middle school and high school with the Browns just being absolute dog shit with with the exception of like one season in which we started seven and four and finished seven and nine. And basically my way of coping was just being like, yeah, we're going to go 10 and six next year. That's I I think part of coping (laughs) is like still thinking your team that obviously will not be good is going to be good. (laughs) Like with the, I think thing, I think the Hornets are still going to like work out in the end. 50 wins. Not 50 wins this year, but I think they're, I think they'll be okay. Like they can recover from it. And I think my reasoning is good, but I know, I know deep down, like it is, it will not work out for them because coping it just is when, isn't going Coping to. is when you have expectations, your team doesn't meet them. And like, how do you rationalize like bad things are going well in your head? I guess. So maybe it's not me because when the Packers suck, I'm just like, we're garbage. But that's also a little bit of a coping. I don't know. But anyway, at any rate, who's the more miserable fan between Bladen and Matt? It's definitely Matt. Bladen is not a miserable Browns fan, as we've said. I love the Browns. Like, he he thinks they're always winning and and stuff. (laughs) So I don't know. Matt is like the more... Like, I really hate the Panthers. Like sad and like I the Hornets. I'm upset about. You know they've had a tough offseason. Whatever. I don't really blame the front office. What are you gonna do? Uh, but I hate I hate the Panthers right now. I'm afraid. <laughs> I hate those guys. Not the players on the team, but <laughs> not the players on the team. <laughs> I don't know. They just they because they should they the, should be better. You Matt, hate the Matt, idea. Would you like to buy my Baker Mayfield jersey? I I would not because it's a Browns <laughs> Baker Mayfield jersey. You could, it's you not could, like a Panthers could, Baker could, Mayfield could, jersey. Okay, you know those like videos where it's like the guy like dips the sh- the Air Force Ones in like blue <laughs> in, like blue food coloring. Yeah, you do that with you do that with the Baker be. jersey. It's the away one. It's the white one. So it would die. it would die. <laughs> I think I I think it would be easier just to buy a Panthers Baker jersey, which I'm probably not going to do. Well, you here, I'll, I'll make you a deal. I'll sell you the Browns jersey, and if it doesn't die, then you then you can buy a Panthers. Jersey. I don't I don't think I'm going to take that deal, buddy. <laughs> Real fans hate their favorite team. I think that's true. I think I get so many times where I'll like be hating on the the Packers or say the Packers are this. You know, this guy sucks for them. And people will be like, you're not a real Packer fan because you aren't like supporting them through thick and thin. It's like, please shut up. Like a real fan just wants <laughs> like, them to succeed. I, I I'm I I love the team. Have you ever heard the term like you don't get to love it unless you you don't get to hate it unless you love it? That's right. that I think is so true. Like the only people who actually get to hate the Packers are Packers fans. Like if Aaron Rodgers does some cringe bullshit and I'll just be like, that was what is he doing? Like his tattoo. Mm-hmm. But if like Skip Bayless is saying it, it's like, dude, shut up, you know, or whatever. Like no one could, if, if someone else wants to say like, oh yeah, Devonte was never that good. Like Packers fans can say that as cope, but no one else can say that. Right. No like, one else you don't get to, you don't get to hate it unless you love it. So I guess real fans fair. can hate. I do hate Jimmy one. Haslam. I hate Jimmy Haslam. You're never going to get that Browns media pass now, dude. <laughs> I was never going to get it. Bro, there's this one Browns fan, uh, Chef Zay on TikTok. He has been trying to get a job on the like for like as a janitor, anything in Cleveland for the longest time, for like a year and a half, and they do not get back to him ever. If I, he's not getting one, I'm not getting one. <laughs> like <laughs> so on Carol's floor is Julius Randall. 
Yeah, you know, maybe that's not the worst take I've ever heard in my life. A floor? I mean, that's a pretty good floor. Yeah, if like, that's like the worst to get. I would agree. I think his floor is very high. I agree with that sentiment. Yeah, um, I think so. Although Julius Randall is kind of like a wide range of what exactly are we talking <laughs> about, here, right? Because no. Julius Randall's an All Star technically, so is his floor? He, he an was all. He was All NBA second team. Yeah, that's crazy. All NBA second. I mean, that's like. That's, I, th- I think all NBA teams are a crazy prestigious award. Oh, it's really hard. And just to have like a one-off random season like that is, is nuts. Yeah. I think that we're going to get a better version of Julius Randle this year as, as kind of a third, oh, yeah. a third option behind mm-hmm. Brunson. And I think the Brunson move is not as much of an overpay. It's hilarious how hard the Knicks tried for it. Like, the Knicks hiring his dad is to me That's like awesome. the, the the craziest part. Of it. If they didn't do that, I'd be like, all right, fine. I I like to think about how annoyed the Mavs must have been because their their game plan probably was like we're gonna resign Brunson, and if it's a little bit of you know a big contract, you got to do what you got to swallow. You it. can't yeah. just lose the value, right? And then the Knicks are like, well, we're paying him <laughs> whatever it takes. <laughs> Blank check. Blank check. <laughs> and his dad is on the team now. And they obviously tampered too. Yeah. Like so badly <laughs> and didn't try to hide it at all. So I think it's kind of awesome. But like, yeah, I, I have come around. I think the problem with the Brunson signing is like, now you just have a lot of cap tied up in players who I don't think have super high ceilings. So I don't think your team's ceiling is that high unless RJ Barrett really figures it out. But I do think like if Brunson signs for like 22 million a year, I mean, he's the 14th highest paid yeah, point guard or something right. like that. It's like, okay, that's it's it's not like we will see guys in all levels of sports be like, you know, get paid in like a top five player at their position when they're very much not a top five player at the position yeah. just because it's they're up. So for him to be like 14th, like best player, like, okay, fine. Brunson uh, yeah, I mean, and, and now that now like Julius Randle doesn't have so much on his plate and Brunson does, and we'll see, we'll see if he just looks like Julius Randle. If, you know, he's the number one. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the one, the one, you know, I'm, if I'm, I'm the Cavs. I'm, or if I'm, I'm a fan of RJ Barrett, though. I'll say that the, I like RJ Barrett. The one team that I think should be pissed off is the Cavs, because now <laughs> what? Because <laughs> now they're on the table for Colin Sexton. Well, if, if I'm Colin Sexton, I'm Sexton's like, Sexton's uh, number was probably already set. That's they have a weird decision with that, but I mean, you see, like. How much did Simons get? How much did Terry Rozier get? I know that was last year. How much did Brunson get? I mean, who? what are some other guys around that range who've gotten paid recently? Yeah, I mean, he was getting paid. There's a bunch. Yeah, the, and like, if the Knicks didn't pay Brunson that much, I mean, the Mavericks had basically the same offer on the table. Like, I don't I know. Like the Cavs. I don't know. My, my thing is was like, the Cavs probably didn't want to give, probably don't want to give Sexton all this money. They don't want to give him long-term money. I think that's what they're scared of. Do any of you guys watch baseball? Funny question, actually. Interesting question. You know, interesting interesting, interesting question. Love I've actually, yeah, I've actually been getting into baseball. I've watched some baseball yesterday. Baseball's baseball my new favorite sport. A, a while ago, but. <laughs> I can name every all-star starter on both teams for baseball, except I get caught up on the name of the catcher for, I believe, the National Wilson It's like Carrero give, or give something. Us, give us the names right now. Every every All Star Game starter, the catchers are Wilson. Last name starts with like a C. All right, that's, we'll, we'll give you that one. We'll give me that one. Then it's Alejandro Kirk. He's the other one. Give the, me a jersey of Alejandro Kirk. The first one he plays for, I believe, the 
Blue Jays, I want to say. The first baseman are Paul Goldschmidt for the Cardinals, and then it's Vlad Guerrero for um, the also the Blue Jays. The second baseman are Jazz Crisolm Jr. And I can't remember. <laughs> I think I know the team, but I'm it's blinking on me right now. And then the other second baseman is Jose Altuve. The third baseman are Rafael Devers and... Um, the other third baseman is from the Padres, Manny Machado. The shortstops are Trey Turner and Tim Anderson. And then the outfielders are Mookie Betts, um, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Jock Peterson for the National League. And for the American League, they are two Yankees, Stanton and Judge, and then Mike Trout in the middle. And then the designated hitters are Bryce Harper and Shohei Otani. That's pretty strong. Yeah, that's pretty strong. And I couldn't find the pitcher. I don't know if the pitchers... Oh, sorry, guys. I don't know if the pitchers have been um, uh, announced yet. But anyway. Anywho. Those are Contreras. What did I say? Okay. I'm going to look up Alejandro Kirk jerseys. I'm going to buy one. Why? Is he from Cleveland? No. He has my last name. Oh, true. Anyway. Obviously. Anyway, so those are are all the all-star starters, except for the pitchers, because I couldn't find the pitchers. But uh, I learned those in the Jays car last night. So. I'm impressed. Like the I, I think you, it is impressive. You made like a Quizlet? I, I made some flashcards and I made them in the parking lot waiting for my lift. And then I, by the time my lift got there, I had them all memorized. I, um, I like baseball pretty decently though. I think it's, it really is like if you go in with the mindset that it's like, basketball or football like it's a totally different watching experience that's really yes. that's really the whole thing that's why people find like like if you go to a baseball this is why i love triple a baseball triple a or or reds games because they're so cheap and i live so close <laughs> to the stadium you go there for like five bucks you go on a good night when there's like good deals on food or whatever and you just hang out for four hours with your buddies yeah that's that's the way to do it it's not it's america's pastime for a reason $150 for a uh, a Blue Jays. Got to go on Depop. Blue baseball Jays also has the best jerseys. I do what? want a baseball I think jersey. they have some of the most wearable jerseys. Oh, just to wear? Wearable. I don't wearable. know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I guess it kind of depends. NFL is like hockey sweaters. Completely are unwearable. <laughs> hockey sweaters are pretty, are pretty great. I'll give you that. But they're crazy expensive. They are. Yes. Even for a jersey. Basketball jerseys. I mean, you're wearing one now. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I feel like I feel, I'm always insecure about like future MVP or something when I'm wearing a basketball jersey. But then if I wear like a shirt under it, I feel like it looks kind of dumb too. You can do the hoodie thing, but it's got to be really cold for that. Yeah. It's tough. Um, Maybe it's tough. I think I think as far as style goes, I would go with baseball or hockey jerseys. But anyway, I don't know how much more we have to say about stuff. putting if baseball. We're, if, on we're about, if we're talking about if we're talking about baseball buddies. right now. Yeah, we'll save that for, for another time and another day, maybe. Uh, but I think that pretty much wraps things up for this live stream. We have some surprise content coming for you guys later. Podcast will be recorded tomorrow. It'll come out Monday as normal. We'll have another live stream on Monday for you guys. Same time, same place here on the Stay Hot YouTube. But as always, from Corn Boy, Bird Boy, Lemon Boy, Matt, you still have to come up with a new New phrases for that. I'm brainstorming. He's brainstorming. Grave, grave digger boy. Grave digger boy. Grave Matt, Matt is grave digger, I fear. Um, but yeah, we'll catch you on the flippity flop. <laughs>